we are all afraid. We're afraid of many things. And this is a scale. There's a continuum here. We're always going to be afraid of certain things, death, getting hurt, like pain, losing people, et cetera. How much that directs your behavior and how much that keeps you from doing certain things is the real question. Because the more that it holds you back, the more that it prevents you from seeing things a certain way, you delude yourself, you lie to yourself, or you don't do things you know you need to do, the more you suffer, the more you hold yourself back uh, in a myriad of ways. So fear, if you master it, or most of it, like, I don't think we're ever going to completely eliminate fear. I mean, that would actually probably kill us. Uh, fear is a mechanism to keep us safe. So if we didn't have fear of anything, we'd just like walk in front of a bus and we'd be, we'd be dead. But to master fear as much as possible on that continuum, on that spectrum as possible, to push it as back away into the recesses so that in your practical life and when you do things and you make decisions and you pursue opportunities or you don't or whatever, so that practically fear is there for the evolutionary reason it's supposed to be there to keep you alive and safe. And it doesn't get muddied up in the modern world because the modern world is defined by us needing to do things in spite of fear of failure, of social ostracization. I mean, most of this is just perceived. This doesn't actually happen, but we fear that social criticism. We fear looking dumb in front of others, et cetera. But the way the world works today, the way we no longer live in tribes where our social status matters for sex and food and reproduction, like whatever, it just doesn't matter. In the modern world, you're actually incentivized to go out and be bold and to ignore the social fears and things like that because that's where results are found. Because it's the bold risk takers. It's those that are willing to stand up, speak out, do things, try new things, the innovators, the inventors, the trendsetters. That's the modern environment rewards. It did not reward individuals in the past. We have those same genes. That's why so many people follow the masses. They end up becoming sheep. They think alike. They talk alike. They eat the same things. They watch the same sports, like whatever. Very few people today are individuals. I think it was Emerson who said, to be yourself in a world constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest achievement. I pride myself uh, being an individual. I pride myself as being a critical independent thinker. And priding myself more and more, and one of my goals in 2022 is to really face whatever those fears are. Now, I've done pretty good at moving a lot of them away, uh, pushing them into the recesses of my subconscious, where mostly only the physical fears manifest. But there's fears. There's fears of if I uh, say something to somebody in person, will they reject me or say something or be rude or whatever? I have fears. I mean, I actually have to think about that. I have to think about what the fears are in my daily life. Because I have for so long, and I've been working towards it for so long, becoming a truly independent person, just the way my life's set up. I don't have people around me that judge me or try to like move me in this direction or whatever. I'm very dominant in that way. I'm very dominant in the things I do and talk to. And people generally, you know, they, they kind of like enter into my life understanding that. So I don't get a lot of criticism and people challenging me to do things like that. I mean, it's fun at times. And some of my best friends, I love it because we have these conversations that I can go super deep and we can have debates and challenges or whatever. But I just don't really have people in my life that do that for various reasons. Uh, maybe some of it's manufactured. It's also some of it is just small family and you know losing certain people and whatnot. My default is that I'm so strong-willed and such a strong personality that I think people probably are afraid to say certain things and, and and maybe challenge me in certain ways. I generally think about things when I'm making statements about them 
and I'm also very good at discussing. I'm also very good at discussing probably anything. So if you do challenge me, I will have a retort. A lot of people don't like that. They can't handle that. A lot of people think they should just say something, uh, whether they've really thought about it or not. And then you're supposed to just accept it and say, oh, that's cool. I value your opinion rather than debating or coming back or whatever. But I'm the type where I want to debate it. I want to get deep into it. I want to understand. Like I want to challenge you because if your idea is really good, then it should be able to be challenged. I should be able to go at it uh, for a bit. We should be able to go back and forth. And then maybe you change your mind, right? Maybe I change my mind. Maybe I admit like the thing where you have some value here it's not the full truth, but it's it's definitely a nugget, right? And then my perspective, and we converse somewhere in the middle, which is the Bessie Golden Mean. That's that gray middle. But again, most humans default to not wanting to cause a ruckus. They don't want to debate or argue or whatever. They're very sensitive to that. You see those people that are like, I don't want to argue about it. I don't want to argue about it. It's like, that's such weak-minded bullshit. <laughs> so that's not my style. And I think I filter people out that are like that, right? For various reasons. Or the, they learn to just not come at me with certain things or whatever. Here is a quote from a book I'm reading, Think on These Things by Krishnamurti Jadu. Jadu Krishnamurti, the guy is a complete baller. And he's kind of like Osho in that way. Indian, uh, kind of mystic dude, not really mystic or even religious. He's more like practical, find truth, uh, rebel against everything, think for yourself, et cetera. Very much like Osho, although Osho had kind of a religious aspect to it, or maybe like, a, I guess he had a religious aspect. I don't re- actually know. I think Osho was anti-religion too. Uh, Osho was actually very demonized by our culture because of the ruckus he caused, because he basically called BS on everything. That's why I love him. And that's why people say, don't quote Osho. He did these things. It's like, (laughs) bro, you're just another victim of propaganda. You have no idea what you're talking about. Do the research. And you don't need to like somebody or agree with everything they did or said to get the value that's there. That's just another one of those useless primal heuristics we use when we try to think about people and how they have to like completely agree with us and we have to completely agree with them or or therefore they're wrong forever whatever like the tribalism just overtakes our species i mean look at it look at it with like trump derangement syndrome or just anything like that like people are just absolutely incapable of thinking clearly and for themselves but here's a passage from this book highly recommend you get it you know it is really very important while you're going to live in an environment in which there is no fear Most of us, as we grow older, become frightened. We are afraid of living, afraid of losing a job, afraid of tradition, afraid of what the neighbors or what the wife or husband would say, afraid of death. Most of us have fear in one form or another. And where there is fear, there is no intelligence. It is not possible for all of us, while we are young, to be in an environment where there is no fear, but rather an atmosphere of freedom. Freedom, not just to do what we like, but to understand the whole process of living. Life is really very beautiful. It is not this ugly thing that we have made it. And you can appreciate the richness, its depth, its extraordinary loveliness only when you revolt against everything, against organized religion, against tradition, against the present rotten society, so that you as a human being find out for yourself what is true. Not to imitate, but to discover. That is education, is it not? It is very easy to conform to what your society or your parents and teachers tell you. That is a safe and easy way of existing, but that is not living because in it, there is fear, decay, death. To live is to find out for yourself what is true. And you can do this only when there is freedom, when there is continuous revolution inwardly within yourself. This guy is straight baller, straight boss mode. I got to say this quote. I could ramble all day all about this, especially since I'm sitting in my comfy chair. I'm still a bit nasally because that cedar is just not letting me up. It's just not letting me up, but I'm getting there. Fear is the door to unlock. Fear is 
the guideposts for you. Fear is the lighthouse that you should follow. It shows you the way. Now, most people don't think about fear that way. They think about fear as something to avoid. They want to seek comfort. And fear is just not comfortable. They don't, like, it's not good. I don't want fear. But that is the wrong way to think about it. Fear can be the most powerful teacher. It can be a sign of exactly the path you should take. Because the obstacles in front of you that you're afraid of, that look too big or they're too scary or this or that, are exactly where growth is unlocked, right? The obstacle is the way the Stoics talked about that a lot. And it is a very useful heuristic. Anytime you have something that you're afraid of, think in your life right now, money, what's the thing you're afraid of? Like asking for a raise? Do you not want to ask for a raise? Do you need to get better at asking for what you want? Is this a perfect opportunity because you know you deserve a raise? And if you just ask your boss, you're probably pretty sure he or she will give it to you. So you need to ask. And for as long as you like hint at it or don't do the thing you're afraid of doing, then you're going to stay stuck and you're not going to get the development that comes from getting better at asking for what you need. One example, same concept in your relationship. Are you afraid to like express yourself and bring this thing up or whatever? Are you afraid to tell people what they, you need to tell them, how you truly feel? Are you afraid to put the work out there? Are you afraid to publish that, that thing or, or write that screenplay or create that business plan and get in front of investors? Whatever those things you're afraid of are that are in the path, like that are right there in the middle of that path saying, you shall not pass until you get through me. Basically, that is the way forward. Whatever is in your life that you're afraid of right now is the way forward. Are you afraid of the boogie virus? Then the way forward is to do your research, understand it, get out of the mainstream narrative BS, actually look at what's going on, look at the numbers, look at all the different things, think for yourself. And then when you have understanding, fear gets pushed to the foreground and eventually it goes poof, gone. The more fear you have of something, generally the less understanding you have. It's an exactly inversely correlated relationship. Increase understanding, fear comes down. As understanding comes down, fear goes up. What you want in life is on the other side of the door that is fear. And every single thing in your life, every single thing, I mean, there's there's some overlap, of course. If you're not good at speaking up because you're afraid of what people will think, well, you gotta get better at doing that. And you also gotta get better at not giving a shit what people think because what people think is their own problem. It's their own prerogative. It has nothing to do with you. In most cases, what people think doesn't matter. And when you're liberated from that, oh my gosh, the results that it brings you in so many facets of your life is beyond fascinating. But you have to approach every single situation in your life through this framework. You have to understand what is the fear here? What am I afraid may or may not happen? Analyze it, map it out. Oh, wow, I'm actually not really afraid of that. But because I didn't really understand it, I was just afraid, but I didn't even know what I was afraid of. I just had this like gut feeling that I'm trying to find what I'm afraid of. But if you map it out, list it out, what could happen? What's the worst case? What is the pros and cons list? Really increase understanding of the situation and then realize, well, fundamentally, I'm just afraid of getting a negative response because of X, because, you know, like, oh, we'll get in an argument or this, or I'm not really good at controlling my emotions. Okay. Well, bam, something to work on. Be calm. Express yourself. Like keep tweezing out, keep pulling the yarn out, the threads out. And then you can address them step-by-step one at a time, each with a logical game plan. And then you practice maybe one small step at a time. You don't have to do the huge thing. 
maybe don't speak in on a TED stage if you've never done public speaking in your life and you're afraid of public speaking, but you want to do public speaking, like whatever, maybe start uh, speaking to your friends, like practice with your family, have them sit on the couch and watch you practice and rehearse your speech. I've done that before. Start with a small mastermind, a small group that you get together. We do that every month here in Austin. And my pub- my public speaking has actually been like, in a few times, very quickly gotten very good just because I knew it was in me and, I, and I've been doing it in a very casual setting where I get up in front of a group and I talk or I kind of coordinate a group or whatever, but I've moved more towards, I'm going to do a talk on this topic and just framing it that way and then doing that a few times, the progress you make is crazy, right? But again, it wasn't, I'm going to do a TED talk and I've never done anything in my life. It was, let's find some mini steps, right? Let's progress towards this thing. And then that can address the fear of public speaking and I can get better at it through repetition. Fear is like anything else. The more you actually address it, shine a spotlight on it and try to understand it, dissect it, tease it apart, the more it becomes obvious how it's really not that big a deal or you're actually not that afraid or whatever, you have clarity. When you don't have clarity, you have uncertainty. Uncertainty breeds fear because they're kind of tied up together. Uncertainty and fear, they go hand in hand for humans because uncertainty in our environment meant no food or maybe something's going to kill us around this corner or in this dark cave or whatever. So we always had to creep very carefully anytime there was uncertainty. But then if you go into a cave and you got a torch and then you see everything in that cave, wow, nothing to be afraid of. Fear is the way to unlock all the success that you can have and that you want. It's also the way to see truth and stop living in fear because living in fear is not living and you limit yourself in so many ways. Get the Better Human newsletter over at thebetterhuman.co. Subscribe and like this video and or podcast. Leave a review for us on Spotify and iTunes. That I really appreciate that. I believe Spotify, you click it. Uh, iTunes, you can actually leave a review or you can just click the star. I appreciate that. I hope you got some value here, something to think about, and I'll see you in the next one.